This episode of the Chicken Nick Podcast is brought to you by The Beanery. TheBeaneryCoffee.com is where you can find them. Paul and the gang with locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion. Order the Chick and Nick drink. It's a caramel pecan latte. You can get it iced or hot. Opalini, how do you like it? I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. Sounds good. It's The Beanery, serving people coffee. This Chicken Nick Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, FNBO. FNBO offering new Husker Visa debit cards. A few options to choose from. And as a Husker fan card holder, you're automatically entered to win VIP experiences, tickets, and behind-the-scenes opportunities to Husker sporting events. Open a checking account, free checking, no monthly service fee, no minimum deposit. They've been around for more than 160 years. It's FNBO. Visit FNBO.com slash Nick for more info. FNBO, member FDIC. Chancellor Brewington in motion. Snap back, give it off to Gaber. And left side, touchdown! Untouched into that end zone. Touchdown, Nebraska. Calm down. Sick and Nick. Sick and Nick. Sick and Nick show. Here we go. I don't know if it's appropriate to tell Greg Sharp to calm down. It's exciting that they got a win. And, I mean, what more do people want? 28-3. Don't tell him to calm down, Mitch Sherman. You calm down. You sit down in the press box and you leave Greg Sharp alone. Hey, here's the thing. Touchdowns to Greg Sharp are what cookies are to the cookie monster. You wouldn't tell the cookie monster if he saw a bunch of cookies to calm down when he started dropping the cookies, right? I mean, when Greg Sharp sees any sort of touchdown, let alone a Nebraska touchdown, it's a touchdown. Chance for Burrington, motion, it's a touchdown. You cannot tell that man to calm down. Come on, Mitch, you know that. Never. You no know better. Touchdown, Nebraska. <laughs> Whoa, he revved that engine. Touchdown, Nebraska! Touchdown, Nebraska! Touchdown, Nebraska! <laughs> See, I like the... I prefer... That's a... It's almost like he, he tried to, uh, like, elongate it. I want the touch. I like the... It's a touchdown. It's, it's quick. It's a touchdown. <laughs> I prefer a touchdown. I, I wonder, too. Did you hear he really elongated a different one, too? Here, let's... Touchdown, Nebraska! Okay. Come on, Greg. Come on, man. didn't happen at all. I'm I'm like, Um, if I ran into Greg Sharp, again, love the man. I I would say there's like a 1% chance he'd punch me in the face immediately. Maybe? No? I don't mean this to be mean. It's just, you know, it's... It is what it is. You know what I'm what saying, brother? The, why? What on, kind of why, alert? Is that Greg Sharp emailing you? This? <laughs> I had I had Greg Sharp emailing me. Hold on a second. Let me click on these sounds. Goodness gracious. Ah! On sound settings. What is Greg Sharp's email, this. by the way? Do we have any ideas? <laughs> Touchdown lover at hotmail.com. <laughs> Password. One, two, three. Touchdown. Touchdown! It's your touchdown. All right, I'm doing no sounds. You cut your sounds out over there, dog. 
when I listen to other podcasts and somebody gets like an alert or a text in their on their computer, it just throws me off. You just threw everybody off, shit. I know. I know. I, that was absurd that that happened. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? What else you got? I, uh, uh, a couple things. One, we have gotten a ton of <laughs> tweets yeah. about the Husker radio broadcast. And I think this set a record. Now, I'm hosting ESPN radio game day on Saturday. So I don't – back in the day when I worked in Omaha, I would just listen to the radio broadcast – as I'm watching the game, I was all Huskers. It was all I did. Watching the game, had an ear open to what they were saying on TV. And then radio-wise, I'm listening to Huskers.com, listening to that out of my headset, saying, hey, maybe this could be good for off-color commentary. Like, right. you're always thinking about the show, right? Well, you'd be shocked. Like, Husker stuff doesn't really go with game day right now. Like, maybe next week. On behalf of York, next- Nebraska, how dare you? It's all true. And your complaints are valid, and I will take them up with the bosses. But I did, I did watch the game uh, on an iPad, silent, so I didn't get to hear anything from the game. It was one of six or seven games that I had going on in my little uh, home office. There, as I tried to uh, narrate for folks uh, and the national audience. But thank goodness for listeners of this pod. Yeah who I'm telling you, as soon as something happens that reminds them of the show or something happens and they're almost full of mixed emotions of excited and angry that we've ruined the radio broadcast for them, they tweet about it and we find out about it. I know. Almost immediately. Well, here's you have now, instead of you having to do all the work, you got an army of people doing the work for you. They just bring it right to your doorstep. All right. You know, it's just... You think you know a guy, you think you can trust him to turn his alert, alerts off and the sounds off, and then you find out that he didn't do it. I can't believe what Come on. Is. This is amateur hour, Mr. Alert. <laughs> touchdown alert. <laughs> Wait a minute, was that alert for a touchdown? <laughs> it was not an alert. That was an alert for a touchdown. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> Sound control panel, opening it up. Okay. Sound. I bet you are. All no, right. Bunch no, of lip service from nothing. you. Hey, nothing. you know what? Let's no, embrace sa- this. Oh, Let's I embrace did, I, it. You know what? I didn't hit apply. I'm sorry. I never hit apply. Well, if now you don't I apply, apply yourself, what are you going to really accomplish? You ever think about that? It's all very true. Nebraska! All right. All right. So what did the listeners say? Do, do we want to get... Do we want to get into all this right now, or do you want to? You had something you wanted well, to talk to I me about. I wanted to real quick, just before we get into this, because I can't wait to hear what the Husker Sports Network has for us here. But <laughs> life comes at you pretty quick, right? Did you ever think on the opening Sunday of, unless I got duped on when this actually occurred on Instagram, did you ever think Matt Schick... Huge football fan, huge Buffalo Bills fan. Did you ever think on the opening Sunday of the NFL where the Bills are playing the Steelers, and by the way, the Bills are pretty good. This isn't a crappy Bills team that you can say, ah, whatever. Did you ever think that instead of watching the Bills play on opening Sunday, that you would go to wicked with your wife and kids. Because that's what you did today. You need to be a man. 
watch football. Okay. I knew exactly where you were going when you said, unless the time frame timeline of Instagram was different. I knew exactly where you were going, and I started to panic and sweat. Yeah, I can see it. Because, because you're exactly right. I was, <laughs> I went to the show Wicked on Sunday, and you know what time that show started? One o'clock Eastern. Noon Central, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Like, it was as the games are kicking off, the curtain is dropping. Well, ready to go. Before we roast you and have a therapy session, can we find Alex Trebek to have a message for whoever set the time of the wicked play beginning? What would what would the late, great Alex Trebek have to say to this individual there's no doubt that the late great alex trebek would have said to both me for booking the tickets and to the scheduler who said this is the date and time this is going to happen in an nfl city in charlotte north carolina alex trebek would have said you're obviously not a big football fan (laughs) Ah, perfect all of that is true. Oh, all of man. that is true. What I mean. So here's the here's the thing. It's like I I didn't know you were going to go here, oh, but yeah. it's pretty obvious that do I want to be popular with my social media <laughs> folks who are watching NFL, or do I want to be popular with my family, or as they say in the show, popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and glance. <laughs> okay. Could you give me, just to kind of man this up a little bit, as this song is playing, because this is from the show, right. could you give me a little right. Greg Sharp yeah, touchdown as this yeah. is happening? Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. It's checking right, down an eight Martinez in the gun. Snap back. Gonna play fake. Gonna look to Shamari Ture. It's got it. He's got it. Set to 25. To 20. 15. 10. 5. Is it touchdown? Is it? What is this? Matt, what is this? She's not touchdown music. Wicked. Wicked touchdowns? Witch? I want Shamari Ture touchdowns. Not witch touchdowns. Oh, it's not witch touchdown. I don't even know. <laughs> that was good. Uh, that was good. Well, you had an opportunity so, yes. to be straight out of like a, uh, you know, a, a direct TV NFL, like streaming on your phone. Like you could have been the guy, the token guys guy in like some sort of commercial for, you know, you can't miss the game, man. You could have been that. Right. But instead, you chose to be a good husband and father. And on behalf of everybody, how dare you? How dare you? Um, there's no doubt that you could make the argument that by doing this, instead of watching football, I was defying sanity. You know? I'm too try defying gravity. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Um, it was a good show, but there's no question that during the, uh, the intermission hits, Take the boys to the restroom. We come back, and we're waiting for Kelly and Tatum to return to our seats. I mean, we have six seats. We have a whole row. It's like an pl- airplane. Like, hey, right. we got the whole row. We'll right. stretch out. Right. I check 
you know, I'm checking to see how fantasy's doing, you know, see how <laughs> other things are doing. And I hear behind me, hey, Panthers are up 16 nothing. like, oh, okay. I had Sam Darnold in one yeah. league. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to do the mental math on this thing. And you realize that whether you're watching it or not, you really have no impact on the game. Uh, you just, it's like, you know what? I'm going to place this bet on something or I'm going to predict this. And whatever happens, happens. And I'll find out afterwards how I did. Sure. And you realize how much time we are wasting watching football when our watching it has no impact on what is going to happen. Now, our enjoyment of the live sporting event, obviously. But if you're not a fan of the team, you're a fan of your fantasy team, I really learned that I don't have to watch these games. Is it going to change my behavior? No, it's not. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You back down all this going to Wicked and changing your life stuff, all right? <laughs> Come on. It was, it was, but wow. I mean, it did. I mean, it was. When did it dawn on you that you had made a big mistake with booking these tickets pretty much immediately? Or did you make a calculated decision of like if I'm gonna miss, if I'm gonna miss a week I'm gonna miss week one? I knew that we had to get an uh, a matinee, you know, because we can't do these night stuff yeah, with schools. I'm like, oh, the matinee Sunday that'll be fine. I thought I'd still have my Sunday morning radio show, so I would probably not do the show that day. It wasn't until probably last week that I realized, oh, that's when the season is opening. But I mean, if you would have told 15 year old me or 22 year old me that. Someday, you are going to electively, like you are going to choose, choose make the choice to not, oh, to the Tishard. The Tishard choice. To not watch Tishard choice, but instead, get your <laughs> wicked game right. And I'm going to, instead of watching them fumble the football, I'm going to watch all football. <laughs> <laughs> instead of watching football, I'll watch all football. All right. It was so stupid. I just wanted to give you a hard time with that because the second I saw that Instagram post, I was like, okay, okay, all right. File save as, you need to man up. You need to make a decision. Are you a nerd? You know what I said. Or are you liking football? All right. All right. <laughs> sharp. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go to the Husker Sports Network. I do. I do. I want to get to a lot of things here. Like we could talk about the game and the game, whatever. I dare you. On behalf behalf of York, I mean, come on. On behalf of York, Nebraska, once again, how dare you? I mean, they were fine. It was fine. I still don't know what this team is, but it was fine. It was good. Like they needed that, and it was good, right? I mean, defense was great. Defense Defense did that. I mean, defense did its thing for that chicken wing. They got plenty of chicken wings in the post game, from what I was told. But <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that's I mean, accurate at all. Well, hold on, real quick though. I will say, yeah. a week ago we were talking like it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Nebraska lose, and so I was yeah, I, I was surprised, I was pleasantly surprised yeah. at twenty eight three. I'm not saying yeah, I no think doubt. they're a really good team, but the other, not only was it twenty eight three, and we do the whole woulda, coulda, shoulda thing every weekend, uh, every weekend with Nebraska, but these were truthfully woulda, coulda, shouldas that erased. Greg Sharp, touchdowns. I mean, they had three touchdowns wiped off because of penalties. And two of them were terrible <laughs> calls. But so, I mean, really, this game could have been, and then Connor Culp 
holyguacamole.com. Homeboys having a rough one. I mean, it it could have this game could have been 45 to 3 or 48 to 3 and think about how you felt after the Illinois game if someone had told you that or and think about how you felt a week ago someone had told you that. So like I'm with you that I still I mean it's we're now I mean arguably their three worst teams on their schedule are is who they've played, right? So things are about to get real. They're about to go to Wicked on a Sunday instead of watching their favorite NFL teams. Pretty much what the equivalent of this is, all right? But yeah, the defense. I mean, do you want some nuggets? You're usually you're usually the king of nuggets. Would you like to be the well, one that receives nuggets for once in your I life? Enjoy, I enjoy nuggets. I would like you to feed me some nuggets. Um, if you would have looked at some of these stats, if you just looked at the box score, you said, "Well, this looks like it's probably maybe a two touchdown game at the most." Uh, because you know, time of possession, number of first downs. That you know, they were they were about even on. Oh, you got it. You know, it just when you think when you think you really trust a guy, you just find out that he didn't turn his alerts off after he told you he turned his alerts off. I can't believe this is happening. I hate everything. Oh, notifications! All right, notifications, alerts, I, notifications. Right. I mean, come on. Uh, I wish oh, you could tell your okay. computer to literally log on. There to we go. You know. All right, I'm turning it off now. Okay. There we go. Notifications are off. Okay. So anyway, I hate this computer. Uh, first downs, third down conversions, uh, everything was about even outside of rushing yards were a little off. The Chicago Bulls had to throw the ball a lot more than Whoa, the, the, the I like Cornhuskers did. did. I like it. Because they took away their run game, which was uh, imperative. Yes. But I was, I was impressed by the defensive effort. I was impressed by Adrian Martinez. There's a part of you that wants to say, look, did we, did we write this off? too soon, but you also have to go back to why we were there a couple of weeks ago, which was there are no answers that they that can be given here in these last two weeks. There just aren't, except for, okay, putting your foot down and doing things that, you know, you haven't done under Scott Frost in, in terms of a def- defensive sure. effort like this. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, I think with the offense. All right, give me the Nuggets. Well, okay, so here, the Nuggets are, so... And this was Husk guys tweeted this. He Buffalo had averaged 275 yards rushing per game over their last 10 games. Nebraska held them to 135 yards. I mean, that's what Buffalo wants to do. They want to run the ball. The Black Shirts have not given up a touchdown in six quarters. I get it. It's Fordham and Buffalo. But nevertheless, when you're not giving up a touchdown in yeah. six quarters, it's not bad. Uh this one is a little wordy, but you like it. This is this was the oh this was the seventh game in a row. Nebraska's held the opposition to under 400 yards of total offense. There are only two streaks in the last 10, 12, 13 years that are that have a, a longer stretch of games. There was an eight-game streak from 2009 to 2010. The final two games of 2009 and the first six of 2010. And then a 14-game streak in the 2008-2009 season. The last three games of 2008 and the first 11 opponents of 2009. So it's a pretty impressive streak, a seven-game streak, when you put it into context of what some of these other defenses have done in the past 10, 12 years. And then the other thing is Nebraska has now held back-to-back opponents to a touchdown and a field goal for the first time since 2003. 
So, again, I don't think anyone in their right mind thinks this is the 2009 defense or even the 2010 defense, you know, like, but they're, they've had a nice seven-game stretch here, and I think you watch them play, like, you see, you see it on that side of the ball. You see improvement. You see yep. player development. You see an identity. You see what they're trying to do. Like, you see it. And I think I told you when we were doing our season predictions, like, one of the reasons I was a little a little higher on this team than maybe some other people were is because I thought this defense had a chance to be pretty good. And I get it. Like, we'll now find out how good they really are because we've Illinois has proven to be kind of terrible for them. They are what they are. And Buffalo is, you know, I mean, they they have had a roster reformation with their with with a, a coaching change. Um, but nevertheless, like twenty eight to three, I, I don't think anyone necessarily saw that coming a week ago. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things. I think Sip basically wrote this where it's hard telling the press box, but basically like. Husker fans love to do this thing of like, oh, I'm really nervous about this game. This um, this game's really nerve-wracking. They could easily lose this game. And then they go out there and like win. Everybody's like, ah, but whatever. It's like, well, hold on. Like, hard tell the press box. Thank you, Steve Sipple. But the other thing, too, real quick with the offense. Yeah. It's already an offense that is void of weapons. We talked about that last week. And they're already thin there, and they are without five of their best offensive players. In Oliver Martin's been out for two straight games. Omar Manning was out in this game. Austin Allen got knocked out of the game in the early in the first quarter. Xavier Betts gets knocked out of the game, and then their best blocking tight end, uh, Vokalek, has not played yet. So I think that's why you're seeing this offense where it's like, I mean, basically the entire offense was. Martinez's 71-yard run and then the two 68-yard touchdown passes to Samari Ture, that's pretty much their entire productivity. So that's a little nerve-wracking for this weekend where you just kind of go, unless it's Martinez making an all-world play, you kind of go, how are they going to move the ball and put points on the board right now? According to the Omaha World-Herald, Husker running backs are averaging 2.9 yards per carry in two games against FBS competition. That's Illinois and Buffalo. That's the thing, Schick. We can talk until we're blue in the face about a lot of different things, but in the Big Ten, if you can't hand the ball off to a running back and have some semblance of success, good luck. How do you think this offense would be doing if, like, Zach Taylor were their quarterback? If you had, had like, a a statue game manager, like... Oh boy! I mean, that's not what the offense is built around. No. So I get it. So it's hard to do that. But the point being, Martinez is everything right now. He's everything, and so that's the biggest concern when you get to next week. Is Alex Grinch? This becomes very simple for him. Look, we don't value their offensive line. Their running backs have done nothing. As long as we contain Martinez, they have no downfield threat. As long as we spy him, whatever they're going to do, whatever lingo you want to use, they're not going to beat it. Yeah, how do they move the ball? They're not going to beat it. Well, because our our pal John Bishop tweeted this out, went into the numbers even more from this game from the running backs. So So the running backs combined for 31 carries and 106 yards on Saturday against Buffalo. It's 3.4 yards a carry. 21 runs of the 31 carries 
went for three yards or less. 21 of the 31 (laughs) carries went for three yards or less. And three carries went for eight or more yards. So basically, you know what that means? Your your tailback rushing attack is non-existent. Literally Looks non-existent. Like they, could use, they could use the Zach attack. They need a Zach attack. It's exactly what they need. So, yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's pretty – you would think, like, preparing for Nebraska defensively, if you're if – you're, Oklahoma's defense here would be a pretty there. It's a pretty obvious thing what you got to do, right? I mean, the only guy you're worried about is Samari Ture at all down the field. I mean, he's had back to back hundred yard receiving games, uh, but it, you know it ain't like he's Chris Olave or you know Jared Judy or you know I mean he's not like one of those guys. Um, and then you just you got to keep Martinez contained in the pocket. Can't let him get loose. Like if 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 Martinez can't make big plays, like. I just don't know how they're going to move the ball and score. But Oh, well, World Herald says in Nebraska's game, 20 or more yards on 19 plays this season. 14 passes, five runs. The only two that didn't credit Martinez with the yardage were option plays where he drew the defense toward him before pitching to his running mate. This is – Martinez can run and pass, but this offense is one-dimensional. Yeah. That one dimension is Adrian Martinez. Right. And, and, even, and that's it. And even the one – and I had to go to a step further right now, like – they kind of are one-dimensional because other than Ture, who's really winning one-on-one as a receiver right now? That's healthy. Now Martin showed like he was okay in the first in the first game against Illinois, but yeah, it's. I mean, there's some concerning things about this offense, and I mean, I think if you're writing down your concerns through three games, the offensive line. Mm. to me, has to be number one. Because even – I don't think any of these running backs are great, but, Matt, I mean, there's – I mean, when when you're – when 21 of your 31 carries are going for three yards or less, you know what that means? There's not a lot of room to run at all. So, you just start to think about what it's going to look like when they start trying to trying to run the ball against elite teams and Big Ten teams. Like, you just get really, really concerned. You get really. I mean, the one thing Nebraska Nebraska's got going for it they have a they have a four year veteran starting quarterback that is probably playing his best football and is pretty dynamic. And they have a defense that's a experienced veteran group that is probably playing their best football. But that's about it. Oklahoma's thin at running back right now, which is good. Uh, but they do have a very good quarterback. They do have weapons. They do have a very good defense. They do everything better than Nebraska and uh, Nebraska special teams continue to just not give you, they are a disadvantage. The Nebraska special teams are a disadvantage. It's one thing not to be able to return punts or it's going off your foot and it's a turnover. Like, trust me, I'm in a pool where I had Nebraska minus 13 and a half. And when that turnover happens, like fourth quarter, like, Oh, they're going to cover now. And obviously they didn't because Nebraska and their defense did well, but it, that continues to bite them. But then you throw in your all-conference kicker doing what he's doing, and you go, okay, the only good thing about our, about Nebraska special teams is touchbacks. Touchbacks. Touchback. Touchbacks. After, you know what I like? I like, I like a touchdown and a touchback. I love that combination. It's like peanut butter and jelly. 
Touch, you don't touch me. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's amazing. And it's a mess. And yeah, I know, uh, I, I think the line, what's the line? 24, 20, 23 or 24. Yeah. I mean, uh, it doesn't feel like, uh, Nebraska is going to have to dial up some trick plays or something like, you know what I mean? To try to move the ball. They need to go black 41 flash reverse pass again. Just try to recreate all the good moments in the series history. Fumble Ruski. Fumble Ruski. No, Flag Fumble 41 Ruski. flash reverse pass. Bring out stunts and crouch out of retirement for one play. You know? I mean, if J.R. Smith can play golf for North Carolina A&T or whoever he's at, then stunts crouch can play one more snap. Come on. Let's do it, people. I was hoping, kind of hoping, that the spread was 30, just so that you could ask Marquis Step about it. 30? <laughs> That'd be a lot. It's a lot of points. I was hoping the spread would be 644, and then Nick Henrich could act like he doesn't know what the spread is, but then kind of let you know. I think whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly, but. I don't know what we are. We're like, what are we, like 644-point underdogs or something like that? I think whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly, but. Love it. I love there are so many people who tweet who tweeted in about that going just throwing out numbers that are so exact going or something like that. There's so many of those tweets. So thank you. Thank you for all this. Uh, before we get into the Husker radio broadcast, we did get this. We mentioned the uh Sip and Sam. Well, there's also a Pick 6 yep. podcast. Oh yeah. With uh Sam McEwen. Mhm. And various uh, World this? Herald individuals. This was sent to us. Uh, a highlight from his from his pod. <laughs> no. Hold on. Hold on. No, he did. Now that I'm the sports editor, I care more about all the sports. Uh, so you know. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, sound like it sound like he was sound like he was giving us a little. Little Rudy T there. Here's about all the all the sports. It sounded um, like an Uncle Joe to me, if I've ever heard an Uncle Joe. So there's a little of that. Uh, should we get into the Husker radio calls here? <laughs> yes. Okay. I want to take a time out here to tell you about our friends at the Beanery. He's our buddy. His name is Paul. Uh, he runs the Beanery. He and his wife and his family. They do a great job. And they do a great job of sending us beans. Um, I posted a, I tweeted out a picture on the Chick and Nick Show Twitter account. He addressed it to Ted Bundy Al Bundy. That's Ted Bundy Al Bundy. <laughs> and, and, and then the return address was over here on our right with uh, Paul here. So that was very well done. Did he do that to you? He well? did. He, he did the return address over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. But, it was addressed to the Mock Jackson show, which <laughs> tickled me in a way that I haven't been tickled in quite some time. So your boy has been getting his beanery bean game right in my crib. You know, some things grind my gears. Well, I grind Paul's beans. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all, but it's the beanery, and they do a great job. And how about this? Did you know that... At the beanery, they have the beans there, but some, you know, they'll order them, ship them in. No, 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 no. Did you know that they roast all the beans in-house? 
all the sports. I'd like to thank the beanery for roasting all the beans in house. I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me all the sports. <laughs> and, hey, like you said, you can get any drink there, hot or cold. And, Bo Pelini, what are your thoughts on that? I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. And here's the thing, Alice, Bo, I got you. What do you think when people get decaffeinated coffee? I mean, you can get that at the beanery, but when people get, order the decaf, what do you think? What, like, why? Like, who does that? That's a great question. That's a great Oh, by the way, fun fact, uh, not true Google. You know how many beans there are in just one serving of, of coffee? There's like, oh, I don't know, like 644 beans or something like that. I think whatever, 644 days or something like that. <laughs> this read is awesome. This is, what are we doing? It's the beer. Just one last question that you need to know. Does Paul and his team, do they roast all the beans? Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Werner Berger. So, again, just to sum up everything that we've done here, just go to the beanery and Get your order, right order drinks, order the Shikinik drink. They roast the beans themselves. They do it there. they got three locations, soon to be a fourth. Support those who support us. It's the beanery. It's the official coffee provider of the Shikinik Show. The beanery serving people coffee. Absolutely. There's a lot of things. First, Adrian Martinez had the 71-yard run. Me like you to run. And I, thank you. And I got, <laughs> I, I think he broke like 30 tackles. Yeah. 30? Yeah. Yes. I think he broke like a 644 tackle or something like that. I think whatever, 644 days or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to stop. We can't. Right. We got to stop it. Okay. This was uh, Adrian Martinez's 71 yard run. Here's what it sounded like on the Husker Sports Radio Network. Adrian gets the snap. Here comes a blitz. Adrian fights off the blitzer. Now trying to weave his way through. He's going to pick up a first down. What an effort. 40-yard line. Adrian to the 50. Adrian to the 40. He's off to the races. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Down at the 5-yard line. What an effort by Adrian Martinez. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot there. There's a lot there. Uh, who's the quarterback of Nebraska? Please say it slowly. Adrian Martinez. Okay. Greg oh. Sharp has had, has a mission statement this year to just really stretch words out. Adrian Martinez. Ooh. And then the uh, Davison at the end. Wow. That's great. You know, it's it's hey. so we either get a yes or a wow from from Matty D. Okay, that was fun. But this, this was the one that everyone was talking to us about. <laughs> it's the Samare Toure touchdown. They were tweeting about this. Have you heard this? No. All right. Here's the Samare Toure touchdown. 
45 seconds left in the half. Adrian gets the shotgun snap. Sets, throws down, field pass, caught to Ray at the 45, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. Yes. Yes. Huge play. Okay. All right. I want to analyze this step by step. One of the great parts, this is a great, the harmony, the staccato of Greg Sharp doing caught to Ray, like that part here. Just listen. Set, throws down, field pass, caught to Ray. I mean, just pass caught to Ray. It's good. He's doing some Set, good things. Set, throws down, field pass, caught to Ray. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. good. So then it gets to the touchdown. Nebraska, it's the elongated Nebraska. I think you, I think you're impacting this because you used to, you did the touchdown, it's a touchdown, touchdown Nebraska, touchdown. Like you, the touch is like barely. You basically just say the T and the C H real quick. Touchdown. You say touchdown as fast as you can. Now he's elongating it, so he does the touchdown Nebraska, and then. What I always love, you get the Davison, yes, but you also get a clap in the booth. I can't tell if it's a high five. You think it's a high five or a clap? Let me hear it. Touchdown, Nebraska! Yes! Is that, is, yes, I think that's a high five. Uh, that sounds like a high five. There's not enough pop to it. Right, here we go. Yes! Okay. It's a high five. Or, or he's doing that. And then slapping Greg Sharp in the face. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to go, I don't know, there's a chance. Maybe Greg gets so works up, he's got, you got to slap me. I'm so excited, you got to slap me. <laughs> I call touchdown, you slap me right in the face. Nebraska! Yes! <laughs> okay. So then he does the yes. Then he adds a second yes, followed by he wants to say huge play, but he says who and has to backtrack and redo it live on the air. Yes. Yes. Who? Huge play. (laughs) (laughs) You almost wish you were on a – you almost wish you could – not have to do it, redo it live. You're on a seven second delay. Yes, huge play. <laughs> oh, I just. Okay. Oh, Matt is riding that roller coaster. I mean, that is just oh. incredible. Yes. It's like a guy that, like, is on his last dollar at a roulette table and bet black, or he's literally out of money. It's like, yes, a huge bet. Yeah. Yes, huge play. Or he's he hasn't eaten in four weeks, walks into a McDonald's hoping for a taste of a Big Mac sack, but has to find the loose change somewhere in his pocket. He's jingling and, oh, here's a dime. Here's a, here's a quarter. Oh, here's two quarters. Oh, I've I've got it! Yes, yes, huge, huge find! Yes, huge play! <laughs> so, it's good. Great stuff there. That is good. Those are okay. good calls. Good quality calls. That is not. That is not the best part of this. 
Okay. That is not the best part of any of the calls that I've played oh boy. so far. Oh, boy. Here we go. This was... <laughs> what happened? This was after the first touchdown. You have not heard this. This is after the first touchdown. Gabe Irvin. Into the end zone. Here we go. Chancellor Brewington in motion. Snap back. Give it off to Gabe Irvin. Left side. Touchdown. Untouched. Into that end zone. Touchdown, Nebraska. Great block by Brewington on the edge. Trying to grab a balloon. There's a balloon in my booth. All right. <laughs> no way. No way. I can't be real. Okay. So it's obvious it's the first touchdown because balloons are being released. Right. Okay. Balloons are released in the first score of for course. the Huskers every game. There's a balloon in my booth. Try to try to catch a balloon. There's a balloon in my booth. Pause. All right. <laughs> Just imagine in your mind, <laughs> he is trying to grab a balloon. Then there's a pause. He does grab one. Right. And is excited and says, all right. I'm trying to grab a balloon. There's a balloon in my booth. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So, it made me think of this. Did it sound like when you hear this? There's a balloon in my booth. Does it remind you of this? There's a snake in my booth. That's literally what I've been thinking about. It is Toy Story. Is it not? It is. It's Woody. There's a balloon in my booth. There's a snake in my booth. There's a balloon in my booth. There's a snake in my booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is Woody to be like, All I right. guarantee you. I guarantee yeah. There's a snake in my boot. All right. I'm trying to grab a balloon. There's a balloon in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. All right. <laughs> I guarantee you, on all the Husker podcasts and radio shows, no one is bringing you the analysis of how Greg Sharp sounded like Woody from Toy Story with there's a snake in my boot. There's a balloon in my boot. There's a balloon in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. Maybe we're just fathers of young children, but that was the first thing I thought of. It was like, man, that sounds like Woody from Toy Story. That's amazing. It's phenomenal, and it's my favorite thing that we that we played here. <laughs> balloon in um, my boot. All right. So Great we sir. have new yeses yeah. from Matt Davison that mm -hmm. we can incorporate in the show. We have, there's a balloon in my booth. Um, we also have, we also have uh, this. Did you hear the halftime interview? I did, not this I've heard, because this is okay. really good. Scott Frost channeling his inner Tyler McKinney with Jeremiah Searles on the halftime interview on the Husker Sports Radio Network. Struggling to get the run game going on offense. What do we got to do in the second half to get those backs in the offensive line going? Yeah, I'm not happy about that. We ran the ball great all week. Uh, thought we had a great plan for him. We're not we're not moving people up front. We got to run the ball better and kind of got bailed out on offense by a couple big plays. Smarty Toure has been amazing for us. How happy you guys to have him here? Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Absolutely. Thank you, Coach.
That halftime update brought to you proudly by Channel. Channel Seasman place products to perform across Nebraska. Okay, thank you, Jeremiah. Yeah, right, Jeremiah Cyril's. <laughs> got the got the uh, got the read in there. Uh, <laughs> no, he did not get his McKinney on. I'm not happy about that. I mean, to a team. I'm not happy about that. Does he does he listen to the pod? Is that is that kind of what's happening here? I don't see how he. It's not what's happening here. You know, I'm not happy about that. Sounds the same to me. Uh, let's try it again here. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. It's the same cadence. Perfect. It it couldn't be more identical. Tell tell me about the the run game. How do we get our running backs going? I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. I mean, that is perfect. A perfect match. I, I don't know what to do with this. I don't. Here's the question to you: Do we? Does Tyler McKinney get replaced? Mm. Is something like this? Like, do we? Let me hear. Do Frost. we end the pod? Can I hear with Frost? Scott one more Frost? Time? No. Maybe. Maybe sure. just this one. Let me hear I'm Frost. I'm not happy one. about that. Okay. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. <sighs> There's still just a lot of H and P in in Tyler's that just make just make me happy about it quite frankly, but man. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. No offense to Tyler McKinney, but we got a little bit more of a high-profile guy saying your line, you know? That's your opinion, that <laughs> Scott Frost is higher profile than Tyler McKinney. Tyler, that was Nick Baugh who said that. That's not me. Let me see here if I can match these up. Yeah, This I'll is them say. saying it right. together. Okay. Here we go. I'm, I'm not, not happy about, about that. that. What? I'm, I'm not, not happy about that. that. No way. I'm, I'm not, not happy about, about that. That's them. That's them singing it together. Are they best friends? <laughs> maybe they don't even know it. Maybe they're. Maybe this is what by this is what's going to forge a friendship between Tyler McKinney and Scott Frost. I'm not happy about that. Jinx. I'm not happy about that. Can we get the stepbrothers? Do we just become best friends? Yep. Or a uh, Davidson end of it? Yes. Okay. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yes. So I think we got it there. I think, I think we, we got it. I think, I think we got that's, it all completed. I think that's pretty much it. Chicken Nick here. It is Husker football season. And Nick, you know what goes great with Husker football? Tailgating? Yes, uh, that is correct. What else? Touchdowns? Yes, the, all, of, all of that. Yes, touchdowns as well. All of that is accurate. Uh, and uh, Husker football goes great with FNBO. And now you can take both with you wherever you go. FNBO now has three new Husker Visa debit cards to choose from, free with any checking account. These are very cool designs. They've got the Nebraska Inn, one that says GBR, another one with the tribute to the black shirts, and better yet, as a Husker fan card holder, you are automatically entered to win VIP experiences, tickets, and behind-the-scenes opportunities to Husker sporting events. They also have Creighton Blue Jays and Omaha Mavericks cards as well. Plenty of options. Whatever school you pick for your debit card, you'll also get free checks with the university logo on them. And the great thing about FNBO, when you open a checking account, free checking is just that, free. No monthly service fee, no minimum deposit, and no minimum balance requirement. It's your money, so they let you keep it. Imagine that. Yep. FNBO has been around for more than 160 years. They will be there for you with 55,000 
ATMs worldwide. It's a great mix of convenience and personalized exceptional service. If you're a fan of our show, please support those who support us. And we are thrilled to partner with FNBO. Visit FNBO.com slash Schick and Nick for more info. FNBO, member FDIC. All right, so we've kind of gone through this, and we'll you know we'll get our prediction for Oklahoma here. This is a huge non-conference game for Nebraska. We saw a Big Ten non-conference game with Ohio State and Oregon. Uh, Oregon's looking good. Hey! Right? UCLA. Outside of those two teams, it's a, it's a big, hot mess. But... Uh, it's nice for Oregon. It's like the Clemson ACC model. All you need is one good team. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe Oregon's that team. They Who knows good. what it means for the Big Ten? Penn State's right there. We'll see. I was doing doing their thing too. I was doing their thing too. In, yes. In, in, okay. How about this? Big fan of the show. My nephew Bodie Baugh, huge fan of the show. Okay. He made the comment, and I said, "Interesting comment." He told me on Saturday that he thinks. Could you make the case that Iowa has the most impressive two wins of the season? Like, if you look at everybody's 2-0, and who's got a better 2-0 and than Iowa does? Well, um, I mean, obviously, like, Oregon has the better win, singular win. Maybe, it's a, maybe the answer to that question is a, a, a window I mean, to how good you think Indiana really is. And Iowa State, I guess, for that matter. But I mean, that was a top ten team. Yeah, on what's the road. yeah? What's better, Indiana and Iowa State, and Iowa State, or Clemson and UAB, right? For Georgia, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it's kind of it. No, I, yeah. In terms of preseason expectations and Power Five, I think they both have to be Power Five yes. in order to be for two wins. No, but it's just not. It's just it's. It was an interesting point. Yeah. Like to think about, like, hey, you know, Iowa's got two pretty good wins. Two pretty good wins. I mean. The one thing I was going to say, though, is there a chance? Now, we'll get to the official predictions. I think Nebraska is going to lose this game, and there's a chance it gets out of hand. But is there a chance that Big 12 football's not all that good? So always that chance. That's all. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. When they get to the playoff, they're typically exposed. Yes. Outside of the Baker Mayfield overtime loss to Georgia with Oklahoma – Outside of that, I mean, Kyler Murray against Alabama, they played pretty dang well in there, but and they were down 28 nothing, I think, in that game. Yes. To Alabama. I, that, game, that game was over early. I just so think, outside of that, yeah. I mean, once they get to the playoff, they get exposed. So, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't disagree with that. I'm not, and I'm certainly not saying Nebraska has the chops to expose the Big 12. I'm simply pointing out, like, when you think of the historical nature of win – Oklahoma has gotten to the playoff. What has happened? And then even just recent, I mean, Iowa State gets pretty, got controlled for four quarters by Iowa. Texas got rocked by Arkansas. Maryland controlled West Virginia. Um, I mean, nobody in the Big Ten is as bad as Kansas is. Like, I don't know. I mean, so again, I, I don't think I'm, I, we don't need the collective eye rolls thinking, oh, next thing. I don't think Nebraska is going to win. I guess. I put it to this way: I'd be ten. I'd be way more concerned if Nebraska was going to Tuscaloosa or going to play at Georgia, just because of the yeah, physicality. Those... Not to say Oklahoma. I mean, again, like here, I just think the the physical nature of Oklahoma, of Georgia and Bama is superior than Oklahoma. Yeah, I think the uh, the line of demarcation between Alabama, Georgia, and frankly. 
How good is Georgia's offense? I don't really know. But in terms of in the lines of scrimmage and specifically the defensive line, and if you're an Alabama fan, the Will Anderson, he went out last week, so that's a concern. But to your point, I think there is a there's a drop-off there, and I think that's been the case, right? Like Clemson-Bama. Maybe this year it's Georgia-Bama, right, in those two, and then there's a drop-off. Right. Uh, maybe that's the case. Look, history tells you, we used to talk about this all the time on, on ESPNU, was when Oklahoma's ranked high in the preseason poll, they typically don't live up to it. Mm-hmm. And when they're ranked, you know, maybe in the teens or outside the top five, they surpass it. So I picked Oklahoma to make the playoff because of their schedule and because of their league. Right. Right. Not because I think they're one of the top three or four teams in the country. Right. Right. Just almost by default. So, yeah, I'm. Um, so I don't even know what I'm. I, sometimes you make a point. And you don't even know what your point is. But I'm just that's my point. I don't have a point, but it's a thought. Like, I just have a thought. I don't have a point behind the thought, I guess I should say. I'm just throwing – I just – maybe there's a chance that, all right, you and Mr. Alert need to just tone it down I don't know what's there, going on you know? here. I'm I mean, so crikey. sick of my computer. Go but, on. yeah, I just I, I just was thinking about that. But, I mean – what I mean, so 23, 24-point spread. What, what, are your, what are your – how do you think this thing unfolds? I mean, Oklahoma wins it by at least three touchdowns. Uh, whether there's a field goal or a late touchdown to either put it over or under, but I'm I'm at about 21 here with this. I, I think Oklahoma does have some issues, mm-hmm. but they're superior at those deficiencies than Nebraska. So that's where you just say you have to just trust your eyes and trust the recruiting rankings and trust the last five ten years. <laughs> there you are. I think. The biggest concern is you just, and I don't even think Oklahoma's defense is that good, but they're certainly better than Illinois, Buffalo, and Fordham's defenses. And so you just sit there and you try to conjure up how Nebraska scores more than, what do you think, Schick, 24 points? Like, how, how does Nebraska score more than 24, 27 points? Like, I, I just, in my mind, with how Culp is kicking, with their inability to run the ball in between the tackles, get a consistent push, like, it's hard to envision them scoring a lot. The only difference would be because we saw what Oregon was able to do against Ohio State. And I'm not going to say that Ohio State's defense is similar to Oklahoma's. I think Oklahoma's, at least in my mind, is, is better. But what Oregon did was their first game against Fresno State, like they were so vanilla. They didn't do any zone read. They didn't do any op. Like they didn't do much of what they did. Again, it almost bit them against Fresno State. And then against Ohio State, they did things that they didn't show. And so what is there that Nebraska could show? I, I just don't think that you can out-scheme. Like, scheme is not going to beat Oklahoma. It might get you a touchdown. It might get you a nice opening drive or, or something like that. But then the better teams adjust. Go back to Ohio State last year. Yeah. Right? It's like, whoa, who's this? Wow, who's this Luke McCaffrey? Wow, okay, well, this is great, and that was that was about it. So I could, I could see it like that. I'm not saying that I think it's going to be you know 45 to 10. No, I don't think so either. Something. I just I just have a hard time envisioning Nebraska getting. You got to score than, at least 30 to win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like to me, 30 is the number that you got to get to, and I just have a hard time seeing Nebraska get to that number. And the other thing that's tough is like. 
I think it's pretty clear the the recipe in this game is to do to Oklahoma what Minnesota did to, to, did to Nebraska a year ago or what even Illinois did to Nebraska just a few weeks ago, and that's slow the game down, chew a bunch of time off the clock, you know, snap. What Minnesota the, tried to do against Ohio State. Yes, like that. that's what you probably need to do, and – in order to do that, you need to be comfortable doing that. And I just don't know if Scott Frost, that's not really like who he is and what he's been. And in order to do that, you got to be able to run the ball. Like you, you got to be able to, to run it. And I just don't know if they can do that. Um, or I don't know if they can do that. And I don't know if they will do that in terms of even attempting to do it. But yeah, I mean, I think I honestly think Nebraska's defense can can hang in there for a little bit. Now, hang in there is obviously a relative term when you're taking on Spencer Rattler and and Oklahoma's, you know, explosive offense. But I think it's going to be a game where the defense is going to hang in there for a little bit, keep them in the game, and then the the levy's probably going to break, and and Oklahoma's going to pull away and win by by twenty. By you know, I could see it getting to four, forty-one to twenty in that area, something like that. Yeah, I mean, right now in the football power index for ESPN, they have Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Oklahoma is there at 3, and they have they have essentially Oklahoma and Georgia neck and neck in FPI. And Alabama, there's a few-point gap there. So to give you an indication of what ESPN's metrics right. think, and to the point I was making before, when they, uh, they were top two in the preseason poll, uh, first time they'd done that since 2011 when the Sooners were the preseason number one and they finished the season outside the top 10, 16th in the poll. So, right. again, high expectations. We'll see how they finish. But, yeah, I'm um, – I- but here's it's one of those things you can kind of talk your talk yourself in and out of just how Nebraska scores, how they don't, how they keep it close, how they get blown out. And it's hard to paint a scenario. I think the one thing that Spencer Rattler has shown is that – he can make some hasty decisions, and he can turn the football over. Uh, I think the the recipe for keeping it close is at least plus two in the turnover margin, and not just plus two, but converting that into not a Connor Colt miss or a make, but well, a touchdown. But like a touchdown. What ha- a touchdown. But like what happened on Saturday with Reimer's pick where you returned it to the two-yard line and then you punch it in. That kind of where a, a, a turnover sets you up at the doorstep to – punch it in but here's here's what's hard though too at the same time as we sit here and 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 get stonewalled with trying to conjure up any scenario how Nebraska hangs in there like and maybe maybe you disagree like if you put if if Tulane and Nebraska played in the hypothetical bowl who how would you how would that game go I think it'd be pretty Back and forth, uh, I think Tulane would have a shot to beat Nebraska. So I guess what I'm saying is like Tulane had a shot to beat Oklahoma. And so I guess what I'm getting at is like we also like again, I think they're gonna lose, but we're we have a we everyone's kind of having a way of pointing it like this is like Nebraska's gonna go play the Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday. It's like Tulane went into that building, and again, you can get yourself into trouble with this. I understand it, but I think it just illustrates that they're not—they're not just untouchable. They literally almost got beat by Tulane in the first week of the season. There's no question that if Oklahoma has a lead, it's not over, right? I mean, yeah. they, they've shown that teams have come back on them. 
the difference in that game was, you know, going back to the, the Tulane game as you try and draw comparisons is that it was tied after one and then Oklahoma goes out and scores 23 straight points. Like from the point they were down 14 to seven, they scored 30 straight. Yeah. Nebraska doesn't have that in them, right? So I, I'm not saying Nebraska is a team that can expose this necessarily. Right. I'm simply when you isolate and just look at Oklahoma themselves, like they're they they've I mean they're they're really good. Don't get me wrong, but I, I mean at least they've shown that they are they can be a little bit vulnerable. Um, you know, as as we saw in the first week, I just don't think. You you have there are certain teams. This is like always like the hey nice analysis. There are certain teams you got to score if you want to beat them. Like you're going to have to score points because they are going to score. And Oklahoma is one of those teams. And the one thing you feel like it, Nebraska struggles with right now is you go how are they going to score? Like how are they going to move the ball and score? I'm not totally sure. Unless it's Martinez just winning the Heisman in one game, you know. Agreed. It's like you go to that 71-yard run. Does a play like that even come close to happening against a team like Oklahoma? No, it does not. Yeah. You, know, you probably get sacked for a loss. Right. Right. So right. Yeah, it's a five-star guy it's, in the backfield, and if he doesn't get you, there's going to be another five-star guy that's probably going to get you, you know? Yeah, I got, yeah, I go back to that week one game and go back and forth on that with, o, with OU and, and, and Tulane. Like, if halftime doesn't come, does, is that outcome any different? It's 37-14 at the break. You go into the locker room, you come out, and you're just like, eh, well, this game's over. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, there's no question. The mentality of teams, you just never know. But they have they have shown to give up some leads. Well, so that's we'll and that's the, um, that's the nature of sports, right? You know, and that's I mean, look at right, Florida State. Right. Florida State's in overtime with Notre Dame. The week a week later, they lose to what was it Jackson State, whoever it was. You know, like I mean, so that that's the nature of sports. That's the beauty of it. But it also can make you go cross-eyed when you try to make sense of it. But I think you just trust your eyes. You know, I think Nebraska's defense is is pretty good. I don't think they're elite, but I think they're pretty good. I think I think they're going to be able to hang in there, but just eventually, it's they're just not going to get enough help from the offense, and yeah. it, it'll they'll pull away. I, I mean, I'm I feel yeah, I feel like a 37-13, 37-17. Yeah, type of I thing. said four, maybe forty-one four, seventeen. Four, 40 to forty to twenty, forty-one twenty. It's kind of in that area. You know, and I think it's, you know, 55, 50, you know, 40, like 37, 34, Nebraska. I mean, I don't know. 102, 99 or, you know, I don't know. Oklahoma's going to score something like 644 points or whatever it is. I think whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe they'll, you know, maybe Nebraska win by 30. 30? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I wanted to, I wanted to close with this. Okay, and again, thank you for all of your, uh, for all your emails. <laughs> We've received some good ones here. Before we close, you can always email us laugh at chickennick.com. John says, Matt, thanks for the tip about multicast through your Xbox. My son got the new version for his birthday. I had his old one sitting in the basement. I hooked her up, downloaded the ESPN and MLB app, and I've been in sports heaven all weekend. This is a life changer. Cheers, brother. Nice. John, Look at you. you are welcome. I don't, I don't think a lot of people – I don't think people know about that. I'm not happy about that. Yeah. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> this is – this tweet, this is from Michael. 
says, Pastor Corey this morning in the middle of his sermon, you missed it. You missed it. I yelled out. It went over your head. My wife hit me cringing. The pastor and I laughed at a joke only the two of us got out of a full auditorium. Well, time out. The pastor knew? Pastor Corey. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's a f- friend of the show. He's oh, a, a follower yeah. on Twitter. Oh. oh, okay. I thought it was that this was okay. I didn't realize it was the pastor that was tweeting this. Okay. That's impressive. No, uh, someone in the church was tweeting it. The pastor's the one who said you missed it. Oh. So wow. it's like almost like a call and response. Gotcha. Yes, yes. And the guy shouts out. You went over your head. You missed it. You went over your head then. Oh, it went over my head. This is just, we are gathering listeners left and right. Ronnie Green, pastors and churches, Scott Frost. Everyone's listening. Speaking of listening, there was a time, this was 11 years ago this Friday. Okay. 11 years ago to the day this Friday. There was a big non-conference game against Washington 11 years ago. Do you remember what happened like that week leading up to it? Do you remember radio-wise what happened? I have a vague memory that a sports talk radio station in Washington was kind of trolling us, and they were going to eat. They were going to like take our show live and kind of make fun of us, and then we knew it, and we pulled the old switcheroo on them, and we got the last laugh. Is that pretty accurate? So they took us live one day. We didn't know about it. The next day, we were tipped off about it that they were going to do it again. That they were going to do it again, but we didn't know. And I think it was Jed who let us know, like, "Hey, right, one of our callers. Hey, just pay attention." So we just leaned into it. And then later in that show, after we'd leaned into it, we found the audio from them in Seattle listening to us live. It was like an inception moment, right? This is what it sounded like, again, 11 years ago this Friday. Big non-conference game against Oklahoma. This was a big one against Washington. And uh, Schick and Nick had a little checkmate. A show, Mitch in the Morning, in Seattle carried us live yesterday, unbeknownst to us, because they wanted to prove to people in Seattle that all we care about here is Nebraska football. Now, yesterday... (laughs) What did we talk about during that? We talked about a fake tea party yesterday. Had nothing to do with sports or This has to be the dumbest show I've... Well, first of all, anyone listening to the show thinks that. Well, I guarantee guarantee there are listeners in Seattle that said, are they sure that... They got did the they right pick up station? the Omaha one? Or did they sure they not, didn't get like an FM station where they're talking nonsense? I don't... So we found out that they carried us live yesterday for a couple of minutes and then bagged on us for talking about fake tea parties. Whatever. I mean, that's fine. It was stupid. Come on, that's, that's well, this show, this show is lame and we know it. Yeah. And then they said they were going to carry us live again today. Well, then we started listening before the show to this radio station in Seattle. And I listened for about 10 minutes and they kept teasing that they would come live to us. So to start off our show, we took a big detour, and we completely turned the tables. Seattle played it, carried it live. I want to play for you right now because we are rolling on it in our deluxe equipment that we do have in Omaha. Really? Next to our tractors and combines. (laughs) I want to play for you a portion of what that sounded like. We pick it up during the last portion of Jed's phone call where he bashed Seattle. Shane, play it. This is how it sounded on Seattle Sports Talk Radio. They don't have any tradition like we do in five national championships. So really, the, the only thing that matters is here. That's true. That's yeah, great. Thanks point. so much. Good call. Uh, 951-1620, 877-951-1620. Um, 
there's just so much to talk about with this football game. This is the only thing going on. And right it now. is the only thing that's happening. The only thing that matters. Wow, they're sensitive. To me, to you. Little this sensitive. Life, life begins and ends with Nebraska football. Little sensitive. And, <laughs> right, let me play this here real quickly. You have that thing I sent you, Shane? Boy, somebody must that, have uh, pissed him off. That thing I just emailed you? Somebody really must you have, have pissed him off. All right, let's listen in here. In just a few moments, we're going oh, to geez. listen in oh, God. secretly. They won't know. We're going to listen in to an Omaha, Nebraska radio station. Our streaming and sounds good. we're going to yeah. hear why they're so why can't you get in Belgium? over a certain sports radio talk show host in Seattle. A certain sports radio talk show host, whom I think all of you know, made a terrible, terrible derogatory <laughs> comment about the head coach. And Omaha is not going to, they're fed up, and they're not going to take it any longer. Wow. Whoa. That is uh, Mitch in the morning who's listening in live here on Seattle. It What's is up, great. Mitch in the morning? How are you? It is great to be on Mitch in the morning at nine on nine fifty HJR AM. <laughs> and looking at his pictures, a lovely, lovely man, obviously single. And it is just tremendous to be <laughs> on in Seattle man. live you guys right now. This uh, is great. And by the way, I should tell you, I should tell you to text the phone number four nine four five one. Thank you. And text them to let them know how many receiving yards Jermaine Curse will have. Okay. How many receiving yards they will have. If you come closest to it, it might require a single digit. I'm not sure. Just text oh, the number. No names, no nothing. Words. You will get a huge prize pack, including Washington Huskies, Oregon State tickets. Yes, the same Oregon State team that lost the opener to TCU. TCU? Yeah, that it's same gonna team's going to play gonna Washington? You will have a chance to win that. And some <laughs> club seats to some Mariners game or something. Wow. It's just going to... Uh, something. There, there's something going on Maybe there. Maybe the parade for the Seattle Storm, the WNBA champions, you wow. can... Get wow. They're paying a lot of attention out here. There's a lot of jealousy here. <laughs> and... Uh, it's good. very easy to be a fast-growing talk show. It feels good to be when you're carried live in Seattle. There you go. Wow. Little small-town complex. Can, 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 can Gus, I need to get a ruling on this. Oh, we can take text from uh, Lincoln. Can, Omaha, can, sure. Can a guy from Lincoln win the curse contest? Yes. Absolutely. We no, we don't want a guy from Lincoln winning the curse contest. Well, sure. We don't want on Monday give a give the cur- give the winner... All the tickets and the big prize package from Lincoln, Nebraska. Come out and watch the Hawks play the Chargers next weekend. (laughs) Hell yes. 726 on Sports Radio 950 KJR. I think that was it. I mean, I think we did pretty well. Checkmate Seattle. Lay down your queen. I admire your skills. I admire your skills. The one thing that I thought was funny was when they said, oh, they're listening. They're paying attention to us. Well, you did it first. Boom. Seattle's bothering me. <laughs> Get, tell him to stop it. Chicken Nick, 1620 The Zone. Doug says, I am so proud that you have made it on Seattle Radio. I'm so proud. Thank you, Paul Rhodes. Go ahead, Nick. Tell us what you think about. We got radio hosts calling us out everywhere. We're turning the tables and making fun of them everywhere. Yeah. But I couldn't be proud. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. I couldn't be yeah. proud. Yeah. No. No. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am so proud to make fun of Seattle. Got people tired everywhere. Got people sore everywhere. I couldn't be proud. I could not be proud. No. I am so proud.
nicely done, Omaha, nicely done. <laughs> wow. It's even better than I remembered. That was capped off by your great Paul Rhodes impression. That, that was probably him. the best yeah. Paul Rhodes call and response that we ever did. <laughs> and you um, and Shane got into it in the background, too. That was our best Paul Rhodes rendition. You know? I remember the that um, that whole Mitch in the morning and being tipped off like, oh, my goodness, we got to we got to record them and we got to do this. Like there was a lot of oh, stuff yeah, lot going of on in the parts. background. Yeah, absolutely. And then we were able to to pull it off. And that was fun. A uh, Mitch Levy Levy or Levy uh, was there. I think he got uh, unfortunately something. It got in trouble a few years ago for something. Uh-oh. Um Google it or something, but I think he's back on his feet. I think he's doing some radio, so we hope and hope for the best uh, for him that his career is back on track. But that was fun to be uh, to kind of cross the streams with our good buddy Mitch in the morning. That was I some Ghostbuster cross the streams right there. That was pretty good. By the way, Javon Curse in that game, two receptions, fifty-one yards. I mean, come and on, a touchdown domination. We, who dominated more, Nebraska fifty-six twenty-one in that game, or us with Mitch in the morning? Us. Way harder to do what we did than what they did. Slow down Locker and why you come on. That's not that hard to do. Come on, Jake Locker was four of twenty in that game with two picks and a touchdown. Same stat line Spencer Rattler's gonna have this week. All right, we're done. And uh that'll do it for uh, this podcast. And I don't know, Tyler, Scott, what do you think? The fact that we're done. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. Shit kid, Nick, yeah. Shit and Nick, yeah, Shit and Nick show. Yeah, here we go. There's a bullet in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. All right. A Huda Media Production.